Hey guys, welcome to the Shoes Biscuit Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Whiteley. Just me today, but with Begita. How's it going? Hello, lovely. I'm yeah. fine, thank you. Um, I'm so glad to finally do this in person with you because the last time I did this was it was one of my first sort of Skype sort of Zoom interviews. It was hilarious. It was <laughs> hilarious. It's, I listened back to it this morning because I thought, oh, how did that go last time? And I had this weird crackle all the way through it. <laughs> all the way through it sounded terrible so it was a bit peculiar it was just getting used to using i think i think that sort of um that type of technology has kind of come a long way in the last sort of six months or so it's got to had to had to um but the way i had to I, I was recording was with with this zoom i've got here and the cables that i get are cheap things and that's where the crackle was coming from so ah. yeah the transition from zoom uh, was great because then you can record off zoom straight away Oh, that's quite good. Then. So this is what I mean, everything sort of changed for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a while uh, since I spoke to you. How have you been since the last time I spoke to you, actually? Because last uh, time we were in the midst of lockdown and oh you were doing God, yeah, the, the family portrait. I was in the middle of those. Uh, well, in the end, I did uh, 180 family portraits during lockdown. And thanks to everybody's contributions, we were able to raise £1,800 for the Shrewsbury Food Bank. So I think that's... I'm so proud of that. I think, I think even though the... The £1,800 that you raised was a fantastic feat. I think what you did was worth more than that. I Aww. think, no, because you um, you guys were in the paper. You were it was in that, like Shrewsbury's, this great community. That's what you did, <laughs> you know? You raised the bar a little bit, and everybody in, in lo- that was in lockdown across the UK was kind of like, oh, <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine that's how it went. <laughs> Lots of miles walked for that then? Or yeah, cycled. Cycled, yes. Yeah, so I was on my bike, like a mad woman, with my bike and my rucksack and my camera and my rucksack. But it was lovely. During actual lockdown, it was really um, quite peaceful on the roads. Um, so it was always a pleasure to be out on my bike and I felt quite safe. The odd car that did come past, obviously, it passed quite a lot faster <laughs> than <laughs> they usually would. But no, it was it was really nice. Um, we were so blessed with gorgeous weather as well. So every day was a pleasure to be outside. That was the thing, wasn't it? It was like, oh, you got to go into your houses now, everybody. Everybody go into your houses. The sun's <laughs> going to come out and you're going to sit and look at it. You know, I mean, no, you can go in the garden. I mean, I didn't have a garden. I don't oh, know. Yeah, but, no, this is true. Not everybody had a garden. Um, uh, I, I mean, where we're going to be moving soon, uh, we're going to have the Rebrook right next to us, which would be cool. You got somewhere. Uh, yeah, we've got somewhere. We've had somewhere for a while, but we've been waiting for the keys. It's been um, uh, an admin nightmare from where we're waiting, what we're waiting for. Um, there's been this war going on between two different companies, and that's what we've been waiting for, ultimately. So that's why we've been in the position we have been during lockdown. Oh, we love these things. Um <laughs> <laughs> Things have changed for you an awful lot since then. It, was it? Was it? I mean, was it the the portraits and what you were doing promotionally for for Shrewsbury that was kind of a, a boost for you, or was you was that all this happening for you anyway? Um, I can't deny that it's, it's turned out to be an amazing experience for me in so many ways. Um, I feel bad saying that lockdown was really good for me. No, I've, <laughs> I've said this before. I said this on the last show uh, with Harriet that. Um, Yes, 2020 was as it was a terrible year with terrible things, still terrible things happening. California's on fire, you know. Um, but, yeah. You have to look for all the bright sparks. And I just feel very lucky that the project was embraced the way it was, that people have embraced me and what I do as much as they have. Um, and 
um, as a result of the doorstep portraits, Shrewsbury Bid got in touch with me and commissioned me to do the business doorstep portraits mm. of businesses reopening in Shrewsbury. So I've done about 94 of those. I've got a few left to do. Yeah. Um, and thanks to that, I have, and the help of friends and family, I've been able to um, reopen my studio here in the parade. So, which I'm absolutely thrilled about with my delightful new neighbour. Yeah, well, for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> and of course, I've got the lovely Amy, uh, Madame Lama's flower bar opposite me, which is wonderful. I could not believe when I walked past that studio. <laughs> I couldn't, I, I walked past it, I stopped, went, no took a few steps back and looked and this this is okay so if anybody's ever been to the shoes biscuit and done an interview with us that bright white room it's not a horrible room by any means but it was just a green carpet with plain white walls where we were before is now looks like something out of it's like a room out of a palace honestly it's a beautiful green walls with the gold corners the flowers and I've, Amy's done an amazing job of that. Well, you know, it's gorgeous. It's, I'm going to go take her photographs after this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, I am proud of what she's done here um, because that I, I've never seen a transformation like it. I know it's just it's a blank palette. What right? about my studio? Until <laughs> that's a good point. Actually, that is a good point. I recorded in that room uh, a couple of days before you moved in, and it did not look anything like. <laughs> what it looks now and I do actually remember walking past yours as well taking a few steps going oh no and taking a few steps like that <laughs> <laughs> that's why you can't backtrack now you've dug a hole now <laughs> I think I think actually the, the which is perfect for you I think your studio looks better through the camera than it, the, I mean it looks amazing when you walk past yeah. don't get me wrong but it was the, actually the pictures you put on Facebook that I was like oh my god look how brilliant it looks and I think that's good for you right yeah, yeah. Flat, you know? yeah definitely no it's um it was initially that um blue office nylon carpet magnolia walls and yeah i've I've turned it into a giant light box basically and painted it brilliant white Mm. and then chosen some beautiful uh laminate wood flooring that's also white i'm a bit obsessed with white (laughs) is that does it help that that, that, like a photography thing i suppose it helps with the light i guess it it does help because obviously the the lighting in that studio is completely different to my old one because i had a, a beautiful big window in daylight now i'm in the cellar and i've got a cellar window but the light only comes sort of like three four in the afternoon depending on what time of year so um it's I've, I've had to adjust things um for different photographers working different ways I do prefer natural daylight so I'm now having to learn how to fake it in the studio uh, um yeah. and different photographers have different styles so some people prefer sort of dark and moody I've always been a light bright person Light, bright person. I like yeah. that. Well, it reminds me of houses back in home in Holland. So they have high ceilings and often white walls and lots of greenery, and it's just open and you can breathe. So I think mm. wherever I make my studio, that's kind of how I'd like my house to be, really. I think of my studio, <laughs> I think of like glass, like a bit like these, like sort of glass sort of entrance with shoes and biscuit logo in the background, <laughs> some foam along the walls, nice big desk, a bit like an anchor desk, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the microphones. It's amazing. I mean, you have these these visions about what you actually want and is is this exactly what you... I've been manifesting it for over a year, imagining oh. it, wanting it, looking for it over, yeah. Over, I knew that one day I wanted to have my own place with my own front door and I knew how I wanted it to look. Um, you know, and I'm very grateful for the places that I've been before because they've taught me what I do want and what I didn't want. And yeah, this is pretty much spot on. 
And I think it helps that the parade here is is changing so much, so rapidly as well. It's like every day, every week, there seems to be something different. Nick is up there painting the car park as we speak. Like, they've just taken the dinosaurs away, and now he's painting the car park. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, it's just, it just changes. Uh, no, I yeah. think, well, Bethy from Shropshire Festivals has done an amazing job. Um, you know, she's doing the marketing for the parade now. And it's just a wonderful community anyway. Um, and I'm really thrilled to be part of it. I feel very, very blessed to be part of I it. feel amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's because this place is doing so well that uh, we're struggling for space at the moment we are looking for a permanent studio by the way if anybody's oh, interested come on in guys us. somebody give Biscuit the home <laughs> I think I, we have this idea of if somebody's got like a spare room in their in their business and it's hard in Shrewsbury not a lot of space really no. but if somebody's got like a room they don't really use and they would like us to come and set up a studio and do what we do at the parade here and be like yeah Biscuit Studio is at such and such um Get in touch. Um, I think what you do is so important for Shrewsbury because you're a voice for different charities, different businesses, and you promote all the positive stuff and you you know, you approach concerns that are going on and and just share all our lovely characters. I think you really deserve a place. Thank of you, your I own. appreciate that. I do appreciate that. I hate, I like hearing that because it kind of reinforces why I do this. <laughs> because sometimes when I'm like into like uh the my fourth piece of editing for the same night I'm kind of like why am I doing this and I have to remember things because like lots that. of us love what you do oh, and I think it's really important for Shrewsbury I think you do a great job oh thank you I mean we, and I don't even think we've hit our full potential as far as listenership is concerned either definitely not I mean like I was speaking to um, a friend I work with um, about uh, sort of nursing homes um, because I feel like I feel like what we do it help it does it does help I know podcasts help with mental health because it helped me an awful lot having having that voice in the background just having something you're familiar with and something you can giggle with I mean I I, I remember like um, listening to the Nerdist once and listening to Jeremy Irons was on there and he has this really deep <laughs> voice I was Jeremy Irons uh, and um, I was just I felt so happy this warm glow that I just I could get, sit and listen to this. That was before I started any sort of podcast, and if I, I if I can give that to someone, I think so. You know, um, you know my help. story and my history, and I do enjoy listening to your podcast. And oh, you have you. got a you have a voice for radio, definitely. Well, it's yeah. quite you know you're quite calm and stuff, and I think it would help. Yeah, it? I think so. I think we need to we need to. I mean, um, there was somebody that was sending me emails about um, it's PR for nurse, for nursing homes. I think it was. And we we never really shared it because I was kind of like it's not really relevant to what we do. But actually, <laughs> you know what? That was that was probably our in there. That was probably what we should do. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll look into that. Um, but um, with because personally at the moment you're dealing, you're fighting a battle, right? I am. Are we okay to talk about this? Yeah. yeah that's we'll, fine. We'll, 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 that was that was a good little segue, by the way. That was perfect. <laughs> I like to mention my segues, but um, the reason why I, I think it's. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this and then we'll circle back to the studio. Yeah, sure. Um, mental health in the UK, especially during lockdown, I feel, I mean, because of lockdown, I think it was a terrible thing. And it was, it was bad before lockdown, but lockdown just illustrated how bad it actually is, right? Yes, it did. Definitely. Uh, my sons have really struggled. They've been amazing all through lockdown, but as it continues to go on, they've struggled more and more. But lockdown aside, they'd already been on waiting lists for um, help for over a year. And um, I just grew really frustrated. And because I'm not the only story, 
Um, I was speaking to somebody else and, and their daughter was really poorly. And I just thought, I was just so angry, I'll be honest. I got very angry one Sunday morning waiting for the crisis team to arrive. And I just sat there on my phone and just wrote out what is still on the change.org petition that I did. Um, that was written from the heart and in a moment of anger and frustration. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a person to put myself out there. I'm quite shy. Uh, really, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Um, but I think there are times when we just have to stand up and be counted. Because I was just thinking, you know, there, I'm not the only person. There are hundreds of families in Shropshire affected by the the lack of mental health provision um, in Shropshire, and um, the system is failing horrendously it's failing families it's failing individuals it's failing our young people it's failing the children there are you know waiting lists at CAMS there are waiting lists at the crisis team there are waiting lists at IAPT um, and and people are desperate for help and it just strikes me as being such false economy because if if, you know if that's what the the if that's what the bottom line is all the time funding that's what they're always telling us that funding's being cut we need to save money. It's not a long-term solution to cut funds to mental health services because um, children who are waiting for diagnosis for autism, for ADHD, for any other mental health issues that they have, for anxiety, um, the sooner they are diagnosed, the sooner that there is intervention, the sooner they get help and support, the sooner they can be well, and the sooner that they can feel that fulfil their potential and be, you know, active members of our community to whatever their their limit is. Um, you know, if we don't act, uh, you know, support, actively support these people and these families, there are going to be people who are, are reliant on benefits for the rest of their lives. Who, who does that do any good? I don't know. You know, my sons are now 19 and 21. Uh, my eldest son was diagnosed with autism when he was 16. That's seven years after he was given a woolly diagnosis of autistic traits. Um, my 18-year-old son was diagnosed with ADHD in October after I went private in desperation, having been with CAMS since he was seven years old, on and off. So how did they miss that how did they miss the fact that he's got really severe adhd really severe anxiety and all they've done is medicate him and tell him the last appointment that we had was in october um i have asked his permission to talk about this because he's really, an, I was gonna say that. <laughs> he's, an, he's an adult and i respect his privacy but he also understands the importance of this battle yeah. um he has had suicidal ideations from time to time he has attempted suicide once in October, this was one of those instances where he was having suicide ideations and I went to visit CAMS and I asked for a review of his diagnosis and a review of his medication. And the doctor that I saw said, well, we can up his medication and we can... Um, uh, have, has he tried these apps to help with his anxiety? And the medication that he's on, was on, the side effects are suicidal ideations. So it was not what I wanted at all. And thanks to a family friend, um, I was able to book a private assessment and they screened him in that assessment for various things and they, within an hour, had picked up that he's got ADHD. 
they were able to give him medication which has undeniably helped him focus we've managed to get him off the medication that wasn't working and he now has sleep medication so he actually sleeps as well but even in that service which um they've just been commissioned um sorry i'm a bit lost no that's fine that's fine i can see you struggling um, you take your time Trying to remember the name of it, or yeah. So he, um, when I went for the private assessment and they picked up on the ADHD, they said that luckily they had just been commissioned by the NHS to do adults uh, ADHD assessments. So I could, they could refer me back to my GP, who could then refer us back, and they could do the assessment. But they're not in a position to do much more than assess, diagnose, and medicate. There isn't any. There's a gap in the service where you know, you're taught and given skills to live with ADHD because it's actually far more complex than people think. It's far more than just young boys running around being naughty. My son wasn't like that as a kid. He wasn't noisy and boisterous and it was all internal or, you know, his his brain was just yada, 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 all the time, all the time. Um, so before that instance, he had already self-referred himself as CAMS had suggested, to have counselling and CBT with um, IAPT. And we are still waiting over a year later. So not having that CBT and not having that support and help to manage his anxiety, to learn to live with ADHD, is impacting on his ability to access his education to the point where, um, you know, it affects his attendance and um, that affects his self-confidence. And so I feel my son has been badly failed because he's 19 now. And can you imagine where he would be if he did have had support sooner? It's far more complicated. There's many more layers to it. It's hard to explain your life in five minutes. The bottom line is is that that both my sons have, have been massively failed by the mental health provision in Shropshire. And I was so angry that I'd, I've started this petition um, asking for an urgent review of the um, mental health provision in Shropshire. I've emailed Daniel Kaczynski, Boris Johnson, anyone that would listen. <laughs> Any responses of you from them? Um, uh, not of Mr. Johnson so far. I have added an email from uh, Kaczynski's secretary asking, um, saying that they were very sorry to hear that. Is there anything they can do? Would they like me to phone I out? I haven't emailed back yet because I'm uh, a bit cross um, <laughs> because this isn't about me asking to queue jump for my sons. This is about me asking for a review for the whole of Shropshire. I want to advocate and speak for as many people that are affected and for those that it hasn't come in time for. My friend lost her brother last year because the system failed him. He shouldn't have gone. He should still be here now. Um, and it's for mm. people like him that I'm doing this for. It's for my children. It's for the families that come <clears> ahead <throat> of us. So I've also written letters of complaint to as many people as possible. And I think the sad thing is, is that come this time next year, we're going to have a lot of people that are going to be really struggling with the fact that they're... I mean, I know people aren't living in caves, and I know people aren't... Uh, the lockdown rules aren't strict anymore, but there are people that are nervous about going outside that, you know, probably didn't have mental health issues that probably will have when it comes to next year. So it's going to be a well-needed service. And, and I've got to be careful in kind of how I speak about mental health uh, services 
Well, I'm Shropshire because I work with them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. It's absolutely fine. I, I mean, I do agree with you so, like, like so, no, so and, much. And, so. and it isn't, you know, I, I don't want to come at this from an adversarial point. That's not, that's not even what this is about. You no. know, I don't, I don't want to... Yeah, it's not an adversarial thing. I, I, I'd rather work with people and, and you know, help point out things that are going wrong. So I've, I've asked families to email me and message me um, their stories as fast as possible. Hopefully, by the time um, this goes out, I'll have had a meeting and it'll have had some impact. We'll have to wait and see. I remember, I remember years ago when they first started talking about cutbacks, cutbacks to the NHS. Um, <laughs> there was this amazing story that they're like, "Yeah, we, 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 you know, we're going to get rid of a few doctors." This is when it all first started happening, and they were re- they were renovating parts of the Wrexham Myler Hospital, and they spent. Oh, was it Wrexham Myler? I think I just read this story, and it was just um, they spent something like three thousand pounds on a giant rock to put in the courtyard. And everybody was like, "What? <laughs> you just you, what? What? Giant uh, pebble? You know?" I think they've re, just re rebranded cams to be you for God knows how much that money cost. And and the, and and that's one of the other things I really want to fight for is the fact that that in Shropshire there is nobody to diagnose autism. The place you have to go is Chester, Chester or Cheshire. Sorry, you'll have to edit loads of this. No, it's fine. It's fine. I like these things, you know, organic. It's a chat. It's fine. Yeah. I feel like I feel like when 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 they they think, oh, let's save some money. They're looking for things that basically looking for less manpower. Basically, so that's why they're like, oh, there's an app for that. You know, that's ridiculous. You, you can't trust trust a machine to deal with someone's mental health. No, and not only that. I mean, my my son was offered this, and he he said. Um, because of he's, he's had ongoing issues for quite some time, he was quite late actually as a as a young person to getting a phone, so he's not actually used to all this sort of online communication, mm. um, and he is much more adjusted to face to face, especially for people who you know do have ADHD or um, are anxious or have autism. There are times when it's very very difficult to read the nuances in text communication, in online communication, even in video, because even with video calls, you are using up so much energy to actually read people's um, faces, Mm. to read what actually... So there's no real clear. The only way you can have absolute clear communication is is face-to-face. Body language, yeah. Isn't it about 80% of... um, communication is body language yeah i was speaking to someone um in the week about um it was about somebody that was that would be that is blind um and they were talking about how people perceive blind people and how they act especially if they're hard of hearing um and it's sort of like you know people might if they're getting closer to you and, and they put their hand on your arm or something that they're, they're, they're trying to communicate because it's hard they're not being pervy and trying to get a look down your top because they can't see like you know these <laughs> things it's hard to perceive um Yes, I was going to say it was the app idea for for dealing with mental health is such a stupid. I get it, I get it. Like it's it's ways of using technology to help out. But when you're talking about somebody with ADHD, I mean, if they're diagnosed or not, there's a possibility that it's going to be. You cannot give someone with ADHD an app to look at. It doesn't just, just make sense because they'll read it for five minutes and think, "Oh, what's on Snapchat?" You know, it doesn't make sense. No, at all. we like, uh, we have the the we really struggle with our focus. So yeah, um, all three of us, my sons and myself, have both been have all been diagnosed with ADHD in the last ten months. 
Um, and um, I'm kind of glad that I have as well because it means I understand my sons to a new level. Um, and it's actually bonded us because we're able to support each other. But yeah, our focus is horrendous and I have to have, it's exhausting as well. That's the other thing. It's really exhausting. In the mornings when I'm getting ready, I have to have a constant conversation with myself. Um, I'll start looking at something. I'll be like, no, you don't need to do that right now. No, you don't need to do right that. And it's all morning whilst I'm doing things because I'm constantly distracted. So an app is just the worst thing for somebody with ADHD. It's just, no, don't, don't go there. It, I think it's very good for in a crisis. I know that there is an app now can't remember the name of it off the top of my head where um if you're in a crisis you can text and they will text you back and i have used it once um i didn't know who else to talk to because i don't always like to burden my friends and family sometimes i worry that what i'm worrying about and getting distressed about is silly and so having that faceless thing to text and just go rah can actually be really helpful in a crisis but long term it's really it's not good we need face to face we need people to be heard. We need them to have the opportunity to um, to speak and to be seen, actually be seen and not dismissed for the things that they're worrying about. I think there's so much stigma around mental health still. This, you know, it's okay to not be okay. It's almost become a trendy thing. And I despair a little bit sometimes because... It still isn't actually okay to not be okay. It's not true. People don't, um, you know, if people are feeling suicidal, if people are feeling really low and they're expressing those feelings, teenagers especially, they're so often written off with asking for attention. And it's like, yeah, you bet they're asking for attention. They are telling you how bad they're feeling. I know my son doesn't want to die. There are times when he just doesn't know how else to express just how awful he is feeling, how desperate he is for help. Um, So if your teenager expresses that, so please listen, because honestly, they are asking for attention. They are asking for you to hear them, for you to see them and to take them seriously. Don't dismiss it as attention seeking behavior because, you know, I I mean, it it really riles me. I mean, like I said, I've got to be careful. I really do. I don't want to get in trouble. But like we're 2020 and we seem to have gone backwards when it comes to mental health and i thought we, we were supposed to be going forwards you know it, like there was this push for um uh, social distancing offices and things when the lockdown was put in place i saw one outside the train station you know there must have been a drive to get people out why isn't there a drive to get councillors in it's not hard to see that the people that have been struggling through lockdown are going to add to the weight of what's going on with mental health in this country it's not going to get easier it's going to get harder they need to act now you're right i think your petition is is perfect tool for 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 you know um motivating the, the government because that you've got to see you've got to see this you've got to see that there's going to be a problem um i just hope have you had much of a response have you filled uh, have you filled up your petition no, no no so i i at the moment i think i'm at 350 signatures for the council to even look at it i think um it needs to have a thousand signatures okay. i am thinking of doing the government petition one because it's actually a nationwide thing but for the moment i'll just focus on Shropshire because you know there's a part of me that i don't actually have the energy to mm. to fight this fight I've, i'm a full-time carer for my boys and um i work full-time too you've got a business yeah <laughs> got a business but yeah. that said if i don't stand up now then who is and if not now then when you know um so 
as many people as possible please 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 sign my petition um send me your stories even if i've you know by the time you publish this the the um I'll already have had the meeting, I think. So, but please keep sending me because I'm just going to keep sending them information. Yes. I'm just going to be a thorn in the side. Again, I don't actually want to be adversarial. I'd really rather work with um, the council, with the services, and it's important actually that they get the input from the people that they are supposed to be helping, mm-hmm. so that it's um, there's a way that this could be really amazing the service that they provide, the people that they help, and, you know, where our young people and children go to in the future. Yeah, I, I thank you for your, <laughs> for your passion. We could give this... So well, much time, I know, sorry. No, 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 no it's fine. I, I love... No, because it's positive talk. As negative as it is in your situation, it's positive because you want to make a change. You know, these, these bad things are happening to you, but you want to make a difference, you know? I, I, I do think that... Um, third i'm quite surprised at myself i have to admit um and it's made me realize that we should never think that us alone as one person is not enough to make change you can and you just have to fight for it and sometimes you might feel that you're not in the right place or that you're not strong enough or that one person alone isn't enough but you are, you are enough. You just have to. You made a difference to this town with a camera, just you. I didn't. You did. I mean, look at the, what was going on with the newspaper. You know, what I wasn't you did, in the newspaper. The doorstep thing was, wasn't it? No. Was that the Castlefields? No, I wasn't in the paper at all. I was in um, my Shrewsbury magazine. Okay. And I was on the. Front. What am I on about then? Because I'm, I'm. Was that the the rainbow thing I'm thinking about then? Because I remember seeing people from Castlefields. In the it was like a national it was like national thing. I, I don't remember, but if I was in the national paper, somebody sent me a copy because I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've got that wrong. But you did make a difference, so you did because we got to see um, you got to see these family. You got to see your families. This this was um, like an image you were putting together, like a collage of of Shrewsbury communities, and I thought it was really it was inspiring. And like the, the point being is, you went out with your camera. I am going to edit that bit out because I'm going to see it look stupid otherwise. <laughs> um, but no, you did go out your camera and you did make a difference because you, you were showing the uh, Shrewsbury what it's made of and that's not that's nice you know so no. one person can make a difference and then you go and make a petition like this and you know but <laughs> you are you are strong people you are strong um how has business been for you since you've opened up here at the parade I mean and this is, it always seems busy here now it never used to be <laughs> never no. used to be uh, no it's, it's great um I revamped my website at the same time so I've managed to put everything online so um, people can book appointments online now and they can choose the dates that they want to come in so it's not protracted with lots of messages backwards and forwards that said if you want an appointment please do message me because I'll I'll book you in obviously Um, and um, oh my god sorry you're going to have to edit so much no that's fine that's fine Um, has it been busy for you? Yes and no. <laughs> I've got lots of appointments upcoming, yeah. um, and I've got some exciting things for Christmas as well. So cool, cool. yes, fingers crossed. I'm in conversation tomorrow um, with somebody to hopefully have an amazing Christmas display in the studio in the front section of it. Um, so that will be a permanent thing from hopefully November the 26th all through New Year, um, and then 
that set will be for Christmas minis. So mini portraits that people come in. Bring in your dog, bring your cat, bring your kids. Um, no more than six, obviously. Um, and um, <laughs> <laughs> But also I thought for the days that I'm not in, it'll just add to the shopping centre in being and a bit of an attraction for people to look at. So I'm hoping nice. literally to hold the whole front of the... Studio. Sounds exciting. Sounds exciting. It's got Beth Heath written all over it by the sounds of it. No, it's not my idea. Really? Yeah. Oh, well done. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm proud of you for that. Um, I, I love having you here. I love because I know you. I love having Amy here. Um, I've got Michelle at the Vegan Hub there. I've got other, the guys in the cafe. There's, there's a really good feel here. There is. I'm yeah. not saying there wasn't before uh, when I first when we first came here as the biscuit. But it, whatever feeling, whatever vibe there is here, it's it's kind of double. It's nice. It's feeling good. I can see people see people and wait. And I feel like people that come in here can feel that. You know. I think so. You know, there, there is. I mean, I, I say good morning to everybody every day when I come in and out and there's just smiles and waves and i think there's that hint of positivity you know that 2020 has just been bizarre i'm not going to say that little phrase that everybody's been saying because i hate it but it's been bizarre but there's still lots and lots of positivity i I've, I've always thought that i wasn't that positive but i realized that actually i am because i'm always looking for the good stuff mm. and there's so much of it around and yeah in particular here in the parade they've been very welcoming it's a lovely atmosphere I feel so blessed to have found it this this space for for my my work, and it's going to enable me to do uh, more charity projects that I've got on my mind as well. Um, so I've got, I have a meeting with a sheriff tomorrow to talk about that project. Oh, so. I love Dina; she's amazing. <laughs> she's wonderful. Don't get me started on her because I'll start man crushing her. <laughs> she's amazing. She's awesome. Um, but no, you know they they. Christmas just is seemingly cancelled, you know, no carols, no lighting in the square. So I just thought, well, I need to do something, something. Christmas is not cancelled. We are going to have Christmas. I believe there's some people in the shopping centre who will be dressed as elves all of Christmas. Um, I'll have to see if I can. We've got to think that. of something we can do positive for the biscuit. <laughs> I haven't even thought about Christmas yet. I did, see a, I did see a story pop up on my laptop just before you came in, actually. Uh, plan to save Christmas is going to cost a hundred billion dollars. I was just like a pound. Sorry, should I say? We're not in America, Alex. Well, you know, let's have a chat about that. Um, so, my Shrewsbury and I, I, I'm now going to be working for my Shrewsbury as a photographer. Uh, nice. On and off. Nice. Um, uh, I just love my shoes, right? Uh, Katie similar- messaged me yesterday, let's let's go for a coffee. And I was like, yes, let's do that because <laughs> I don't speak to her enough. She's no, amazing. So, you know, very much like the, the biscuit, I really believe in what my Shrewsbury does for Shrewsbury. Um, you know, celebrating businesses and communities and doing things like that. Um, and I've... Uh, had a meeting and um we all wanted to save save christmas let's save christmas in shrewsbury come on come give me give us your ideas of how we can save mm. christmas in shrewsbury i think it would be amazing um and actually it was katie rink that came up with the idea of having um christmas carols on your doorsteps so on ve day people were having um their afternoon teas on their doorsteps let's do christmas carols on your doorsteps if we can't have carols in the square have christmas carols on your doorstep. So some guy stood in the middle of a street in Castlefield just been like, and one, two, three. <laughs> no, well, no, well it, you know, let's find out how to do it. It's just, it's Katie's idea and I just think it's fantastic. I think it's a great idea. Um, you know, we could have somebody going and, you know how they put like those choirs together on Zoom? Hmm. So we could have people um, being videoed on their doorsteps and I'll photograph it, of course, um, singing, you know, whether it's one verse or one line, and we could put it together and make one massive big video that maybe could be projected onto the 
um, the market hall wall, something like that. And and then that can be placed. So we can still have carols and and maybe projected onto the wall in the, in the square. So we can still have carols in the square, but you know, maybe everybody could, could video themselves singing a section of a carol. There's something there. Sorry. I've got all excited now. No, you're making me feel, (laughs) I'm sat back in my chair and kind of like, oh my God, this is such an amazing idea. I I would love to help with that. I Um, think it would be amazeballs. So, sorry. No, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Um, I, I, well, I haven't even thought about Christmas yet, but thinking about it now, I, I would love like this really sentimental, family-orientated Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's not all about going out and buying the new Xbox and PlayStation, which is going to be because it's been released around then. Um, <laughs> Tell me about uh, I mean, I mean, saving. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm switching. I'm going from Xbox to PlayStation. It's made my friends go. Ooh. My wife go. What? You know. Uh, but anyway. Um, it's not all. It's not all about um, boosting the co- the economy as a whole. You know, you don't have to go out there and spend, 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 spend. Looking after your community is more better. Is is more better? Is better. Um, <laughs> I want to try and do as much of my Christmas shopping in independent shops as I can. And I'm going to. I'm not going to be splurging on people. I'm not going to be spending so you know ridiculous amounts. I'm going to buy little intimate little things that I, think I know people will love uh, because I think that, that work, that's worth more. Absolutely. I I'm such a huge advocate of in, independent businesses in Shrewsbury. They are yes. the lifeblood of our yes. community, I think. And we need to celebrate all of them. So, you know, there are masses and masses of them out there with wonderful gifts and all so worthy of supporting because, you know, that's one of the attractions of Shrewsbury that tourists come to is because we have got these amazing independent shops that are unique and aren't anywhere else so we need to do something about that i was speaking to a guy <laughs> last night uh david raby um my friend and um, we were talking about um the boys tv series and i was like it's on amazon he leaned into the camera and goes i do not fund bezos <laughs> i do not give him any of my money and i was like okay fair enough so here's a tip i do this quite a lot sometimes i can't but um if you look, find something you love on amazon find out what the company is and go and look for them off Amazon. And quite often you'll find there'll be 10% discounts or something. So you can still buy that product from that company and support them as, and they don't have to pay any fees to Amazon. So. And it won't be uh, dumped in your bin, your recycling bin when you're not in uh. or something <laughs> horrible. That's happened to me before. I, I, I was like, I was, I was in the shower or something. Was, and um, I heard the knock at the door. I was, you know, like you do. And I looked out the, rep, the, the living room and then he's put it in the wheelie bin as he walked out. I was like, thing is though at the moment in all in defense of uh, delivery drivers everywhere they they have to leave it on your doorstep mm-hmm. and they take a photograph um but i do think they should just at least wait for you to answer the door to make Absolutely. sure they know it's gone Absolutely. in but yeah they are they are i do defend i do defend drivers um, they have such a hard job it's it's all about treating people fairly and i don't think amazon does that i don't think i don't think anything about amazon is good to be honest apart from the fact that it's convenient. That's it. That's the only thing. But independent businesses is the way forward. And I think Christmas um, sounds like you're doing a good thing because I do feel like it, we do need to look at the, the fundamentals of what Christmas is. And it's all about family and, and love and being together. And that's what I love about Christmas. I think we should start a campaign, Save Shrewsbury's Christmas. I don't think we need to use the word save. I think make Shrewsbury's Christmas. Oh, no, I like that even better. Yeah, Make Shrewsbury's Christmas because I don't think there's any... It's not that... Christmas shouldn't be about money and about how much you can get. it should be about getting together. I know we can't really do that because of the pandemic, but there are ways that we can all support each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I say save Christmas, I mean, you know, there's so many 
events and get-togethers that have been cancelled. Cancelled, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we can still have Christmas. I love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what are your plans for the studio then? Have you, I mean, obviously Christmas, get that out of the way. It's just, it's just a case, it's just a case of having a place of operation for you. So, yeah, my studio is many things to me. It's my sanctuary, somewhere to go and work and edit um, where I can actually focus and concentrate because at home there's too many distractions. Yes. Um, it's a place for me to meet um, wedding clients and, um, yeah, anybody who... who wants to have photography with me in any way um it's somewhere for me to actually do photographs so yes, I, yes. I love doing dog portraits uh last week i had three cats and two kids and all at the same time nice <laughs> <laughs> it was not carnage i was quite surprised um and you know so i do head portraits family portraits i do absolutely adore doing newborn photography and in fact i've just photographed madame Lama's granddaughter which was beautiful, nice. absolutely beautiful. So, you know, the studio is for meetings, for editing, and I have lots of more plans. Um, the, 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 the One of the things I, I desperately want to do is, is use the studio to do good. And um, I've had a friend who's really helped me and my business um, get off the ground, and I want to pay forward his kindness to me um, by doing things for others. So there's a project that I'm going to have a meeting with the sheriff with for tomorrow, and I'll only talk about it in because um, I want to raise funds to be able to do it. Um, it's not something that will be advertised. It's not something that I will use the photographs to promote my business because that's not what it's for. Um, my ladies are great portraits. Do you remember? Yes. So. Um, yes, I'm going to continue offering those ladies of great portraits to be part of a permanent sort of online exhibition, but also anybody that has their ladies of great portrait or gentlemen, please do come and have a gentleman of great portrait. The, all the profits from those portraits will go directly to funding makeovers and uh, portraits for women survivors of domestic abuse. Um, it's something I feel very strongly about mm -hmm. and I would like to remind these women of who they are um, and give them a bit of self-esteem and self-confidence back. So anybody that books ladies of grey portrait, gentlemen of grey portrait, that is where that money will go to. Um, but you won't ever see any of it online because obviously it's it's very personal for these, these women and um, I won't be using it to promote my business because that's not what it's about. So please book ladies of grey. Thank you so much for being you. <laughs> Honestly, that's awesome. That's so cool. Hi. I think that's fantastic. Like I said, you give so much. You do. Um, and I'm, I feel grateful to know you, honestly. That was, that, that was really touching. That was really <laughs> touching. Um, I hope it all goes well with, with the high show. I'm sure it will. I mean, I spoke to I spoke to Dean and she was like, okay, how can I help you? How can I help you? And I was just like, I, I, have, a, I have a problem with asking for things. That's the thing. Like, if it was for a charity, then I'd be like, yeah, I need this, this, this. I need posters. I need this. You know, but, but for, the, for the biscuit, I'm kind of like... It's so hard, like, so uh, hard. Yeah. A friend last week um, came to visit me just at a very low moment and they looked at me and said, how can I help you? And I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. And in the end, I said, actually, I'm so tired in the evenings. If if you could do me a batch cook of something, that would be so helpful. And it's the first time I've actually asked for help. Um, and he was so happy to help me. And it made him feel good. So I... Um, What's it? Um, give people the opportunity to. Um, oh, there's a saying. You'll have to edit this bit. 
Um, don't deny people the opportunity to do something nice for you because it makes them just feel just as happy as it does you. Nice. So, I got told to take the apple. Okay. Someone offers you an apple, take, take the, the apple. apple. So thank you very much, Jamie at Waste Morgan, for cooking me and the boys lasagna and pasta. It was amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. That's lovely. That's lovely. Um, right, we, I'm going to have to wrap, wrap things up because I don't know how much battery power is left on this Zoom. I've no, got, I've sorry, got some I fresh do ones. talk an awful lot. No, it's, oh, it's been amazing doing this in person <laughs> properly without having <laughs> Zoom or Skype or anything that's crackling in the background. This has been amazing. I've loved getting to know you. Oh, and nice. I, I wish you the absolute best with the, the studio next door. It Thank looks fantastic. So um, and Christmas, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, and tell people where they can find you online to book. So I'm now at begitazeitmanphoto.com, but um, you can also um, just find me on the lower floor of the Parade Shopping Centre. I'm there in and out all the time. Um, so just Google me. I'm the only one in England. <laughs> I'm the only Begitas open in England. You'll find me. And even if you spell my name wrong, it's still Google says, do, did you mean Begitas open? So, yeah. Google means probably the easiest way to find me. Brilliant, I love that. You've been an amazing guest. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so, so much, much for, for coming me. to sit with me. Um, oh, that was an amazing interview. I really enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> don't just check out uh, Begita's uh, website. Make sure you check out the Shoes with Biscuit one too, guys. It's at www.theshoeswithbiscuitpodcast.co.uk um, and all our audio is available on there. If you're, if you're not into Spotify, iTunes or wherever else you can find it, like Podbean, um, you can go onto the website and listen via there um you can also get in contact with us as well there's a contact thing there so if you've got any suggestions for the show if you want to come on or if you want to be a part of the the shoes biscuit whether you want to um help us out with a studio or give us some sponsor money i don't know whatever you want to <laughs> we're always to be fair we, we like to listen to people about ideas as well like christmas like that my ears picked up so if you're anything like that to get in touch there um that website is made by our friends at web orchard um, and this podcast has come to you today from the Parade Shopping Centre and uh, make sure you come here because there is so much changing every week this place looks completely different uh, there's always there's somebody new coming in doing something cool with the car parks um, the actually the, the Riverview um, uh, cafe looks amazing at the back there if you want to sit and have a, uh, something nice to eat and a great drink and just look out at this amazing view of the English Bridge um, they've got a brilliant outdoor um, uh, seating area there so make sure you check it out this has been amazing thank you Begita. this has been brilliant catch us next time Peace out.